beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you, Jesus is Lord. listeners all over the nations of the earth we want to say big god bless you to you we want to say thank you for um, using your money to listen to god's word it's a great investment into your life that will produce great returns i want to um, also encourage you to keep doing so i also want to tell you to please share this link with others let others know about it amen to jesus and like we've always told you please would like to get your feedback let us know how god is blessing you through this teaching and let us know how we can keep being a blessing to you. Amen to Jesus. We would also appreciate um, listeners um, to let us know via the email. Uh, the email provision is made available there to let us know where they are listening from and let us know them. We would like to get in touch with you via email and um, build a relationship with you. Amen to Jesus. Alright, so walking in the Spirit is the theme of this conference and today we are going to be looking at our first um, subtopic which is um, the Spirit life. The Spirit life. The Spirit life. Um, the life of the new creation is not a natural one. It is a spiritual one. This one we need to understand. The life of the new creation is not a natural one. It is spiritual one is a spiritual life we are not natural people as new creation we are spirit we are spirits we have a spiritual life um and it's not only enough for us to know that we are spirits we must also know that our life is spiritual praise god forevermore and that's the purpose of this study now the reason for this is because one the new creation is born of the word of god which is spirit and life are we together first peter 1 verse 23 says being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So the new creation was born of what? Of um, not of a corruptible seed, but of an incorruptible seed. And that incorruptible seed is what? The word of God. That means the incorruptible seed there means a seed that cannot decay. The word incorruptible there means cannot die. It cannot die. It cannot decay. Now we all know that the natural seed of a man, um, the word seed there is from the Greek word sperma, where the 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 the, the, the uh, biological term spermatozoa is gotten from. Now so we know that the natural seed of a the seed of a natural man, spermatozoa of a natural man, if it doesn't fertilize the egg, it dies after a while. Is that also he dies but now the seed of the word of god is incorruptible that means it cannot die it cannot decay are you get what i'm saying so it lives forever it is eternal now during um the course of you know when 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 when, when um a man's seed has to um fertilize it has a time limit to live after that time limit it dies it cannot survive beyond that and even with that you discover that it's only the one that survived that i was able to um, achieve the tax that survived so the others die in um in the process of trying to achieve the tax because they have a time limit to live now it means that if they don't achieve it within a time lag they will die now but the in- that's the corruptible seed of the natural man but the incorruptible seed of the word of god it is eternal it is immortal so it is not limited by time the seed of a natural man is limited by time. 
it must achieve its tax within a given period of time. If it doesn't achieve the tax within a given period of time, it dies. So there has to be another procedure again for the seed to another seed to come again. So that let's see that one we achieve the tax within the period of time and not die. But you see, the eternal word of God is not limited by time. This is why you can sow a seed of the word of God in somebody's heart as a child. And at 40, at 40 years old, the seed will produce the result. Why? Because it's not limited by time. You can sow a seed in the, of the word of God in the child, in the heart of a child. And at, when the man at age 80, 90 is about to die, that is when the seed, in quotes, produces the result. That's when you receive yours as another personal savior. Why is that so? Because the word of God is not limited by time. It does not die. Now let me understand something also. Even the seed that is sown in the heart of a child, that at the end of the day, the person does not give his life to Christ. That seed did not still die. It was the person that refused to accept the seed. Now, but when a natural seed gets in the process and the the, the woman does not receive the seed, what happens? The seed dies. And you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It dies. But now, in for for the nat- for the um, the incorruptible seed, even if the person does not receive the seed, the seed does not still die. It does not still die. It does not still die. It's eternal. That's the beauty. That's the power of the word of God. The word of God is eternal. That's the reason why when we sow seeds, I remember I was talking to someone. And I was like, after all the you know um, ministrations and everything, she told me, "You have sown your seed. Go." She told me, "I've sown your seed. Go." She told me, "In another years from." now somebody will come and tell you that time you used to preach we used, i used to hear you there was this word you said that changed my life was you know um 2011 there about 20 2013 years i preached in a church and was it not 2020 2018 or 2019 that um, the young man came and told me my testimony when i preached was what kept him holding on. He said, when he felt like giving up on his own levels, he remembered that I said that I sat down for mathematics on my sixth attempt I made it. So he kept on holding on to keep to keep writing, to keep giving his best and today's in investing. I had forgotten that testimony. I had I had even I didn't even take note of him. But you see how many years down the road he came to give his testimony. After then he eloped and he started trying to play deceptive game. But you know the bottom line there was that the purpose of my meeting of my meeting him was not for him to do anything with me again. It was for me to help him. It was for seeds. Now that just makes you understand how long seeds can take. Eternal seeds can take. Eternal seeds is eternal. Incorruptible seed cannot die. Sow it and go. Leave it. You don't know who you have you have sown the seed into his life and you don't know when the result will come out. Because the seed is eternal, it's it's not limited by time. So maybe you may be giving it a time lag to man, to produce result, but eternity is not limited by time, so it will not dance to your time lag. It will dance to eternal eternity's lag. And when eternity's lag kisses time, which is called the Kairos moment, you see that it produces result. So that's the beauty of the incorruptible seed. It's not limited by time. Praise God forevermore. And that's what makes the supernatural above the natural. The natural is limited by time. The supernatural is not limited by time. The natural operates in time. The supernatural operates in eternity. And you get what I'm saying? Yes. Praise God forevermore. And the Bible says that this seed liveth and abided forever. Forever. 
So that is the reason why even when a person refused to receive the seed of God's word, he still lives. I get what I'm saying? He still lives. He still lives. The man may die, but the seed lives on. Are you get what I'm saying? The man may die, but the seed lives on. He lives on. Now, um, John chapter 6, verse 33 says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Jesus was speaking and said, The words I speak, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. In other words, his words were not just mere, um, 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 we, we, we call it. Um, Things that cannot be hand, that cannot be felt, they cannot be touched. The intangible releases. His words were spi- his words are spirit. The words are intangible. As intangible as they can be, they can be very very tangible in their devastative effect. Though they are intangible, but now the word the words of Jesus are not intangible. They are actually spirits. Are you get what I'm saying? And the Bible says we're born of what? Born of what? Born of the word of God. And the word of God, Jesus says it is what? Spirit and his life. So that means the new creation is born of the spirit. The, the word of God that Jesus, the word that Jesus speaks, they are spirit. So we are born of the word with the spirit. Now we cannot we cannot detach Jesus from the Holy Spirit. Now he said, I'll, I'll pray the Father and he will send you another comforter. That's the, that's the Greek word parakletos, which means a comforter of the same kind. Now they are non-detachable. The Holy Spirit is actually Jesus living in us in the spirit form. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, so that's the reason why it says what I speak to you, they are spirit and their life. They're actually the spirit that are released into the atmosphere. And these words, like he said, being spirit and life, that is the basis of that is what gives birth to us. So we are born of the word of God, which is incorruptible. It is spirit and it is life. Now, so that means the new creation is born of an incorruptible spiritual life because the word of God is incorruptible his spirit and his life so the new creation is one of an incorruptible spiritual life an indestructible and unkillable undiable spiritual life praise God forevermore what a blessing hallelujah to Jesus now the second reason for this is that the new creation is born of the spirit because he believes that Jesus Christ he believes that Jesus is Christ thus he is born of God are you get what I'm saying but the second reason why we are our, the, the new creation is not a natural person because he's born of the spirit. We have understood that he's born of the world, which is a spirit. Are you get what I'm saying? And his life. Now we're understanding again that he's born of the spirit. And why is he born of the spirit? Because he believes that Jesus is Christ. Amen to Jesus. John chapter 3, verse 6 and 8. He said, Jesus answered, Very, very I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Water there symbolizes the word of God. Bible said that didn't they sanctify them by the washing of the water by the word. Water symbolizes the word of God. Water is not the word of God. It symbolizes the word of God. Just like dove is not the Holy Spirit. Oil is not the Holy Spirit. There are symbolic representations for the Holy Spirit. But they are not the Holy Spirit. So now pouring oil on somebody does not mean you appoint the Holy Spirit on the person. Amen to Jesus. The, the, the Holy Spirit indwells us. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. You are seeing a white dove does not mean the Holy Spirit has appeared. Amen to Jesus. Even if, if we begin to take that as a, 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 a religious exercise, the devil will begin to impersonate white doves everywhere for us. 
and we begin to see white doves everywhere. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. Yeah. So these things are things that we need to take into cognizance. And water, you know, water is not the word of God. Water is not the Holy Spirit. It's symbolic for the Holy Spirit. Now, um, we, we've seen people place emphasis on this symbolism instead of placing emphasis on the personality. We do not place emphasis on symbolism. We place emphasis on the personality. Amen to Jesus. And that's the reason why you see a lot of people you see a lot of people that um, you see a lot, a, lot of, a lot of Christians. You see a lot of Christians because of their so much emphasis they place on symbolisms. You discover that they lose they lose focus on the personality. They have placed emphasis on oil and they have lost focus on the Holy Spirit. They have placed emphasis on um, water and they have lost focus of the world. If I pour a gallon of oil for you. And you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I only smear you with oils, and you have to go and clean yourself up. It don't change anything. If we drench you with water, and you don't have a relationship with the Word of God, I've only given you a reason to get cold if you don't go clean yourself up. The purpose is to have a relationship with the person, not the symbol. Symbols and typologies were used in the Old Testament because of the level of understanding of the people of the Old Testament. We've said this over and again. The level of understanding, God could not start telling them some deep things. Some, some, for us now, they are not deep. But for them, that would have been too deep. Are you get what I'm saying? For us now, they are the revealed Christ. For them, they would have been confusion at his peak. So he, get, he has to use what they can relate with. He tells them to use eyes up to clean themselves when they have touched a dead body because they have become unclean. And they saw it as a religious and ceremonial activity that will make them holy and, you know, right before God. But God was just trying to prevent them from, you know, infections. Bacterial infection and fungal infection and every of that. Praise God forevermore. Uh, yeah, so it's as it simple as that. And if we understand these things, we would have a better relationship with, with with the Lord. Just like the subject of you know of, of tithes. In the Old Testament, it was a tax that God placed on the people. Why would God tax his people? Because he wanted them to be responsible and responsive to him. Are you getting what I'm saying? With their finances. Amen to Jesus. That is why it was a tax that God placed on the people. And then in fact, God in Malachi had a challenge with the with the, with the with the with the priest. Because the people bring the tax, the tithe, and the priests were not also pre- preparing where God was having a challenge seriously with the priests. Are you get what I'm saying? And they were also collecting um, offerings that were not presentable. You know, a, a, a goat with a, with one eye, a goat with a broken leg. God had to tell them, go and give that to your king if you will take it. Amen. You as a priest, can you accept this? How you accept this from me? Now, so but the issue was God wanted his people to be responsible to him and responsive to him. Now the new creation, God expects us to respond with love to him, not based on laws. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says we love because he first loves us. So God has put his love in us and he expects us to use that love to respond back to him. Now that response should be based on our relationship with him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so if your relationship with God the, um, um, desires that you give a portion of your income monthly to the Lord, fine, 10%, fine. If, a, if your relationship with the Lord desires that you give 50% to God, fine. Are you getting what I'm saying? If your relationship with God desires that you give 90% to God, fine. Are you getting me? But there is, is not obligatory in the New Testament. It is love-begatory or love-begatory. It is based on love. 
Everything we have to do in the New Testament is based on love. Now, but God had to use those measures because that was the basis they could understand. The new, the new creation is meant to understand things from Christ's point of view. And this should solve a lot of quarrels in the church. Amen to Jesus. Alright, and that's the reason why, you know, we have, we, we, um, if you look at um, J- J- um, 1 John 5, verse 1 and 5, it says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus Christ, Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begotten that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Praise God forevermore. Right. So once you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you believe that Jesus Christ is a Jesus is a Christ and is born of God. Amen to Jesus. You have been begotten of God. You have been born of God. Praise God forevermore. You have been born of God. Hallelujah to Jesus. And, and so, this is the basis on which the new creation is born. You're believing that Jesus was begotten of the Father, and Jesus is the Son of, is, 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 is Christ. That is the basis on which you are born of God. So if you don't believe this, you cannot actually be born of God. And that means that your birth is actually not physical. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And this is very important for us because um, most of the times we are taking the new birth to just be um, an exercise. Are you born again? Yes, I have I have said this sinner's prayer and I'm born again. Um, I did confession of my sin and I'm born again. We have taken it as just an exercise and we've not seen the, 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 the real potency of the new birth. The new birth is beyond just a sinner's prayer. It's beyond just a confession. It's beyond a repent. A repentance, praise God forevermore. The new birth is about a death. Are you know what I'm saying? It's about a birth. We need to understand something about new birth. As we go in these studies, we begin to understand it more. Now, when a child is born, the child has no role to play in his conception. Are you know what I'm saying? In fact, in his birth, the mother had more role to play than him. Are you know what I'm saying? His role was to align your head and move as mommy pushes. Is that not so? Alright. Now, every responsibility had to do with daddy, mommy, not the child. When we look at the new birth most of the times, we look at it from the part that we had a step to take. We had to receive Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. We had to confess our sins. We had to confess His Lordship. And then we received His salvation and every of that. That is right. But some of the times we make, make it look like we had a step to play for us to experience this new birth. Actually, the new birth was all about God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Bible says in Romans, God's commanded is love towards us in that while we were in us christ died for us the the new birth was all about god are you getting me conception was all about god the debris was all about god our part was to come out the new creation's part was to come out and so when we understand the god perspective of new birth we see that it is more than just an you see the reason why we don't that why christians can can live lives double standard can live life in such a way that you wonder this one's really born again and this one is because they see it as something they had to do for god god needed me to be saved so i had to confess his lordship are you get what i'm saying i had to confess my sins to him so that i cannot be born again 
You know, they, we see Christians see it some of the time as something they have to do for God. So they did God the privilege by getting born again. But that would be living in that kind of way would be similar to saying that the child did the parents a privilege. Whereas the child was the emperor of the parents. If the parents had not gotten involved, the child would not come at all. So the new birth is the end product of God. It's a totally spiritual exercise. Are you going to say? Totally spiritual exercise. Totally spiritual exercise. The Bible says in the book of X, um, in, uh, and as I said, there's a there's there's a trouble there's a trouble in the there's a trouble. The woman is brought to the bed, but there is no strength to give birth. What happens? The woman dies. She needs strength to give birth. So it is all about her. To, about her and her husband and then later her the new birth is all about god we only came out of god the new creation only came out of god by new birth so when we understand that we came out of god by new birth are you get what i'm saying we will not live as if we came out from ourselves are you get what i'm saying because the reason why we are seeing a lot of challenges in the christian of god we have not come to realize that we came out from god when a child begins to misbehave to his parents, it's because he now feels that he came out of himself. I see some of the times the mother will tell you, I carried you in my womb for nine months. What she tried to tell you? If without me, you will not be. The Bible says in him, we live and move and have our being. What does that mean? It means that we came out of him, we are still in him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so if the woman refused to put push, she and the baby would have died, or maybe the baby would have died. Or you know something? If the woman chose to, as, as many of them are doing, terminate the life of the baby, the baby will not come to be. I get what I'm saying. So now, the baby's life is the end product of the woman and the, and, 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 uh, and the man. Are we together? So that is who the man and the woman are, is who the baby is. The life of the man and the woman is the life of the baby. Simple. Oh, science makes us understand that the, 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 the man gives blood, the man gives blood, the woman gives skin. Are you getting what I'm saying? Two of them come together, man gives blood, woman gives skin for baby to become. So if there's no donation of blood, that donation of skin, there is nothing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Without God, there is no new creation. Now, so the moment the child begins to see himself as a man of his own, and wants to revolt or want to live his life on his own, he discovered that the parent began to remember the, remind the child, without me, there will be no you. Same way, the child, the life of the child is the end product of the father, the father and mother's life. Are you getting what I'm saying? The, the new creation's life is the end product of God's life. Are we together? So that is a simple way to make us understand why we see the life of the new creation is the spiritual. It's a very spiritual life. It is not a natural life. And when this reality dawns on us more, we begin to live our life in a way that is very different from every other person. Now, you don't know why you are living like that. But it's a revelation that has dawned on you that is making you live like that. You, you, some people wonder why we are behaving the way we behave, why we live the way we behave. No, it's not like we want to live like this. But it's a reality that has dawned on us that's making us live like this. The new creation is a reality that dawns on you that makes you live the life of the new creation. Until that revelation becomes your reality, you will not live the life. Praise God forevermore. Now the third reason for this is that the spirit, very, this is what we are going to stay on, very, very important. We have been able to establish a very basic fact that the new creation, um, the life of the new creation is totally what, and absolutely what, spiritual. is a spiritual life, very, very spiritual life. Praise God forevermore. Very spiritual life. We must, we must understand that. I have understood that that life is the end product of God's life. Is God's life. 
very important. I, don't, I want to. Stay, I want us to stay to keep this in our total consciousness because I know some of the times we get off and want to become natural. You know, when I was preparing this, the Lord told me the Lord began to bring something in my mind to, to my memory. When I used to, when I'm trying to talk to people, I'll say, "We are all humans now." <laughs> we are all subjects that we are human, and I said, "Lord, I'm sorry. It was a it was a negotiation strategy." <laughs> I love to are you human? The Lord told me, but you have said, I, I heard them in this environment say that we are humans. That's when they want to wound you. They'll be saying we are all humans, but they want to treat you like demons. So. They are treating you like demons, not like um, spirit. They are not like good spirit. They are the ones who want, they want to treat you like an evil spirit. They are the evil spirit trying to torment you, but they are telling you we are all humans. And I started taking the creature, we are humans. And as I was studying this, the Lord told me, he, he, the Lord dropped it, brought it to my memory. You remember, you also always say we are all humans now. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Lord, I, I, I understand. No more, no more saying that again. Now, the truth is that the new creation is not human. The new creation is spirit. Because like begets like. The new creation is God's product. Is God's birth. Are you get what I'm saying? Yes. And so God gives birth to God. Spirit gives birth to spirit. Are you get what I'm saying? Alright, let's quickly go now. The third reason. The third reason is that the spirit, spirit is capital letter S. The spirit, which happens to be the Holy Spirit, the spirit is the life of the new creation. The spirit. Now, is the one who knows something. The first thing to understand is that the new creation is a spirit. I get what I'm saying. Now, the second thing to notice that the spirit, the new creation, who is a spirit, has a life. Now, let me understand something. Um, that said, the Lord sanctified the spirit, soul, and body. Man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, but we need to understand something. We know that when, the, when somebody dies, they say he gave up the ghost. In other words, he gave up his spirit. The spirit is actually what is controlling the soul and the body. So actually, the spirit is the life of the man. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. But we need to understand something. For the new creation, the new creation, his spirit is not his life. His spirit is not his life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what differentiates the new creation from the from the from the depraved soul. The new creation, the spirit is not his life. The new creation, the spirit is the life of the spirit of the new creation that gives the new creation life. The new creation, his spirit is not his life. We, we have understood the Bible said the Lord sanctified his spirit, soul, and body. We said we understood that man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. Everybody believes, even scientists believe that there's a spiritual realm. They believe that there's something there's something spiritual about man. There's, there's a dimension higher than the soul dimension. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, so we, the spirit is the life of the soul and of the body. The spirit drives the soul of the body. Are you get what I'm saying? Now, so we all establish that the spirit is the life of the soul and the body. Now, but for the new creation, ours is higher than that. Are you get what I'm saying? The new creation, our spirit is not our life. Are you get what I'm saying? Are you getting it? Now, for the new creation, the spirit, the Holy Spirit, is the life of the spirit of the new creation. Who gives the new creation life? So, the spirit of a man can actually be lifeless. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, it can be lifeless. Because it is the spirit. Look, the Bible says it here. Look at it here. It says, Romans 8 verse 10. I'm using the King James Passion and the New English Translation. It says, and if 
Christ be in you. The body is dead because of sin. Steady, dead. Are you get what I'm saying? But the spirit is life. He didn't say the spirit is alive. Are you get what I'm saying? He said the spirit is life. I went to the coin Greek to see if there was any alteration. The same thing in the coin Greek. The spirit is life. Why? Because of what? Righteousness. Now let's look at the New English translation. It says, but if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. I like the New English translation. It just makes it clear and simple. It says, but the spirit is your life. (laughs) Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own, until eternity be my Lord and personal Savior. Thank you Lord Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. Beloved, we request that you listen to the next part of this series, Grace to You. Beloved, we will like to introduce to you one of our latest book releases. Titled, Blessed Beyond Measure, authored by Chimdi Ohahuna. The prophet Habakkuk prophesied in Habakkuk 2 verse 14 For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. This prophecy plays a pivotal role in the program of God for the earth and his children. In addition to this prophecy, Jesus said in Matthew 24 verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. This makes us understand how indispensable the acquisition of the knowledge of God and his operations is for all who seek to be involved in the fulfillment of prophecies. Given this, God has availed simple yet profound timely knowledge via his servant Shimdi Ohahuna, to all who seek to partner with God in the fulfillment of these end-time prophecies. The book of Zechariah 1 verse 17b says this saith the Lord of hosts, my cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. Also by analogy, in the book of Matthew 5 verse 14, Christ Jesus called his disciples the light of the world and a city set on a hill. This implies that children of God who are lights of the world and cities set on a hill that cannot be hid can only spread abroad through prosperity. Hence, prosperity is indispensable in the life of every born-again child of God, seeking to spread abroad, shining the light of God, as a city set on the hill, thereby, partnering with God in the fulfillment of prophecy. Blessed Beyond Measure is a must-read, for every believer who desires to know prosperity, in the complete way, as designed by God. This book helps to clear the gray areas, misconceptions, and misunderstandings on prosperity, suffered by many saints, over the years, in the body of Christ. By systematically examining, the origin of the blessing and salvation. Order a copy today via Amazon. For your love gift of any amount to Grace Life Kami Podcast, Kindly use any of our giving channels available to give in dollars. You can send to Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. Account number 033-154-551-2013. Swift code M B G H G H A C to give in CDs. 
Universal Merchant Bank Ghana. You can send to account number 033254551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria. Account number 554102-0592. Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132. OR. Send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.